Welcome, Swim Angelfish, favorite pieces of equipment. Yeah, I mean, so many of you ask us, where did you get this piece of equipment and that piece of equipment? And we wanted to take an opportunity to quickly show you some of our favorite pieces of equipment and tell you quickly how we use it. Yeah, and we know you guys use all kinds of creative things for toys and play, so for the purpose of this, we're just trying to show you a few things that might be different from what you typically use. So Eileen, do you want to get started with our little friend here? Well, yes, I'd like to show you this little friend, and he's actually called Big Joe, and I get him at the very fancy establishment of Costco. And he's a seasonal toy, and he has these tiny little foam beads in him. And what's fun is, first of all, they come in all different animals, and it excites your swimmers. The novelty of bringing a new toy to the pool yeah. to, to do a swim drill with is such a great idea and they have different shapes there's turtles there's the seal there's a shark so depending on what you're trying to do I love this for getting this controlled flexion I have the kids hold on to him and they can get the heavy work of being flexed calm and organized or they can work on a rollover as they kick on their belly then they roll to their back and then they have the resistance of rolling back on top of the animal yeah, I love this for that too. Rollovers and changing directions. And that kind of brings us right to a ball. So if you have a beach ball, or this is a slow-mo ball, and it's like a little bit sticky, and it comes in different sizes. So it's the same concept, but sometimes it'll stick to the swimsuit a little bit, and it's kind of easier to hold on. Plus, you can inflate it and deflate it to make it easier or harder. And sometimes kids like to throw it up in the air, grab it and jump in the pool. Sometimes I use it in the water, have them roll on their belly, kick, 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 roll on their back, kick, kick, kick. That's the rollover. And then sit up and change directions and swim to me and then lay back. So you can work on rollovers and changing directions. And in the Swimmers for Certification, it will help you to work on how do I control my body and seeking sensory input. Yeah, having body and breath control as oh, well. Yeah. That's our new acronym for the, for the training. Um, I'd like to talk about just the common barbell. We all have these barbells, but what I love about them is I use it for heavy work. So I have kids on their belly and I move them forward and back, forward and back to get that linear vestibular, which means moving in space, input and it wakes up their body and it wakes up their tone. What's so great is it actually wakes up the muscles that are on your back so that when you swim, especially if you have some low muscle tone, it's a little bit easier after you do that warm-up drill. Yeah, and you know what else I like about it? I like if I was on my back and a lot of kids with special needs leave their head here and they really don't even know how to tuck their chin. If you put me on my back with this, I might push down and tuck my chin and learn how to tuck my chin. So I like putting kids on their back with the barbell. As, as a swim coach and a swim instructor, you guys might use a kickboard standard for going down and back and doing flutter kick and whip kick. The barbell sometimes offers a grasp that's a little bit easier than a kickboard. You know, speaking of grasp, we're not, we don't have it here to demonstrate, but smaller dumbbells, oh, yeah. also they come with different thicknesses. Some are just PVC pipe, others have foam padding, but what's nice about the smaller dumbbells, kids can hold them in their hands, work on their grasp, do some heavy work and resistance with the dumbbells, or practice a swim stroke, depending on how much flotation the dumbbell has, one, two, three layers of thickness grades how easy it is to push it under the water and swim with that resistance. Yeah, and sometimes we talk about like the, the lever arm, the longer lever arm. So having it in your hand versus putting it under your armpits versus putting one in your hand and one between your legs 
for getting that streamlined movement. Yeah, actually the swimmers that have more physical impairments love putting it under their armpits and they can work on more independence that way. I think we should talk about the smileys next because yeah. I feel like that when we can offer sometimes the grasp, right? So some of the kids just feel comfort with the grasp. Mm -hmm. So this one is bigger, this one is less float. Now you could swim front crawl with this, you could do sculling with this. You could even do elementary backstroke with this. It gives a little extra propulsion and some kids feel a little bit safer when they grasp and some kids with physical disabilities have a difficult time opening their hand. You can wrap it around here yeah. and they hang on to it. I've also seen Cindy, she forgot to mention, when <laughs> kids have on a swim shirt, she sometimes tucks one of these. It's just a little bit of flotation under the swim yeah. shirt and then they have more success floating on their back or vice versa. She puts it on their back and they're a little more horizontal when they're swimming from crawl. And sometimes I just use them for humor and engagement interaction. I say, did that going underwater make you sad? Don't worry, we're gonna be happy. And kids <laughs> love it. They just get out of their mind for it. They'll do anything for that little fun humor and tip. What are you gonna talk about next? I'm gonna talk about standard kickboards and we use them for a lot of different things. We have different shaped kickboards. Some of them help you have a better streamline. Some are a little squishier, made out of foam. Some are firmer. There's one in particular called a wonder board that is a V and that helps us because we're able to get better shoulder position and better automatic kicking reactions yeah. out of our kids. So pay attention to the types of kickboards you have and see how your swimmer responds. And that, that's so funny because the neck doodle, which is some a product that we use a lot and we like, it can also be used for a kickboard and it's very, very squishy and it opens for the littler kids. Some of them can even wrap it around them a little bit, but the neck doodle can be used as a kickboard. Additionally, you can talk about put on your pillow and go to sleep and exactly that will help you with going on your back. Maybe you're going to have them hold dumbbells, maybe lay on their pillow and then maybe you're going to have them kick a little bit or skull a little bit and just quietly say, look up and let them impose looking up on themselves. Some kids will react so extremely to putting their head back, which we talk about inability to go on her back in our mm -hmm. swim whisper training. Are you, do you love this right now? Hello. <laughs> the other thing is we talk about excessive drinking is a problem mm -hmm. for some swimmers with special needs. And what if you put it on this way and you're swimming? You really can't have such access to licking, spinning, or swirling the water in your mouth. So yeah, this you're, is you're multiple me, uses of this. And you're making me think of, of neck collars in general. Oh, Although yeah. we only have this one to show you right now, we have a variety of neck collars at our yeah. pools. We have the Waterways Baby Collar, mm -hmm. which is an inflatable collar that works so well, especially with our swimmers with low tone and muscle disorders. Um, it was designed by a nurse, she's wonderful, and it's used for parents to even use in the bathtub yeah. with their kids that have muscle weakness. So we have a variety of sizes of those. We have Kiefer Collars, which actually are bigger and can anchor in the front so that you could be more vertical, or they can anchor around your whole body to keep you on your back. Mm -hmm. So have a variety of neck collars to use for different reasons because I think they fit everybody a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and if you have some kids with physical disabilities, they have some that blow up, they have some with like some beads behind them, mm -hmm. and any catalog that you look at probably has a variety of different collars. You might wanna get two or three and experiment with them or have them on hand for the parent to try to see what works best. You know, you're also making me think of the adapted life jacket. Oh, it's yeah. called 
PFD-A personal flotation device dash adaptive pfd-a.com and it has a piece to offer head support for a more physically impaired swimmer. It even has something that attaches in the back. If you're a swimmer that tends to extend with a lot of you know, increased muscle tone. So there's lots of different things out there and that would be more for recreational and leisure swimming, mm -hmm. a life jacket like that, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, and boating and things like that. I think as long as we're talking about floats, you know, we're not a proponent of that you should use a certain type of float or we're not even here to tell if you're from a learn to swim program with typical kids, how you should or shouldn't use float. Right. But the idea that sometimes special needs swimmers need a little bit of float, a little bit of stability to, to get some mobility, mm -hmm. a little bit of stability at their core to figure out where their arms are in space. I sometimes take a float belt and I take just one little piece out of it. And these are those float belts that clip, they're usually in layers. I sometimes use one little piece just to stick in the back or the front, similar to the smiley faces. But just be careful with the float belts because sometimes there are certain kids that will take them off and you have to make decisions how you want to use them for your ritual and routine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we use this little Oscar and little Oscar is something that has two little squares inside. So it's actually made for teaching swimming. Yeah, I think the website for it is myswimbuddy.com. Yeah. And what I like about it is it's neoprene. So it wraps around the trunk and you can position it lower down if you want to have more mm -hmm. buoyancy in the lower body, higher up. If you have a swimmer that might have a feeding tube or something, it's kind yeah. of nice to be able to cover that up and that compression is very regulating. The only thing you might run into trouble with is it easily opens. So <laughs> when you use it with like a sensory swimmer or a yeah. child that doesn't want floats, it could be a little tricky, but I use it on the back and the belly and I've been having a lot of success with my little ones with low muscle tone. Yeah, I think it also kind of pulls your body down and in and tight and helps them figure out alignment. I actually had great success with somebody who is um, legally blind and we were able to use it, the system how it was created and get rid of the floats. And, and then I had some kids with autism that I was trying to use it and they ripped it off and I said, oh, I better try something else. So be open-minded with the floats. And some parents come to you and they're in a puddle jumper. Some parents come to you and they were in water wings, the blow up yeah. water wings really guide your community of the dangers and the pros and the cons of the different kind of floats. Yeah, and know why you're using certain equipment. Use it for a purpose, use it for a short amount of time, and the end goal is to get rid of it, right? So make yeah. sure you stick to that. So I guess we should talk about wetsuits and mm -hmm. wet vests or long sleeve shirts or different kind of swim tops and ear bandits and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes as kids with sensory issues have what we call like regulating their temperature issues, right? Mm -hmm. So the pool might be 92 or 94, yet they're still getting cold. And there's this little wet vest and sometimes you can get them in different sizes and you can put them on and it just helps to keep your core warm. Now, Eileen, I'm not sure the name of the company that supplies these. I know it used to be called DK Douglas Wet Wrap. Yeah, I just go on Amazon and I look up kids wetsuit vests. And the reason I get vests is because some of my kids that have more physical impairments, it's hard for me in the moment to slip a whole wetsuit on. Mm -hmm. So just being able to slip a vest on quickly can warm them up. Plus, if you don't have control of your pool temperature, it's kind of nice to have a few mm -hmm. different sizes of those handy. And just beware, if you're using a wetsuit, it does provide extra float. Right. So you want to use it sometimes, take it off sometimes. Mm -hmm. If you're using a swim cap or ear bandits or ear plugs, you want to make sure you use it. But you also, the goal is to really 
get rid of exactly. the, the ear bandit. You don't want to have to always use it. But if there's kids that like that pressure, like the pressure of the cap, and they like mm -hmm. the ear bandit, and they feel good swimming like that, you want to use it as a strategy to achieve swim skill benchmarks. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this great bolster. And these are bolsters that you might see out of the water. Um, this one I got from a company ca called O. OTPT foam roller. Yeah. And o, it's OPTP, some, something like that, foam roller. And we'll have the link below for all the different equipment so you know where to find it. But what I love about this is it's firm. So for those kids that you really have to keep high up out of the water because they're drinking a lot, this is incredible. I'm able to put this under their chest more so than a noodle and keep them high up out of the water. Plus the firmness of it is great for the kids that need heavy work oh, yeah. and want to hold it underwater. I have two kids work as buddies and they each hold an end and they have to kick across the pool holding this underwater. It's a great heavy yeah, work Yeah, you activity. have to balance and push. And Fantastic. even just sitting and trying to balance on it, it's a real challenge. Yeah, and if you don't want to buy one, maybe you can borrow it from your fitness center. If you go to a gym, exactly. all the gyms have them and you can play yeah. around with it on your back. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about some things, and some of you probably know the, the company called Aquam, mm -hmm. and this is something that I like because I can take this off and use it as a noodle, but I also like it because sometimes I put kids inside of it, and they get in, and they can have a stable way to practice going on their belly and their back. It's also a very stable way for our kids with special needs to impose the movement upon themselves, but yet I still have some safety. So they might be willing to put their chin down into the water with this, whereas when I'm holding them, they're not interested in doing it. Also going on your back, and sometimes I have the kids lay their head right here for the kids that are very fearful to do that. So that's a kind of couple things I like with this. What about you? Well, it's very firm, so it's definitely more buoyant than a regular noodle. And if you have a, a swimmer that's a real sensory seeker that just takes chomps out of the foam of your noodle, <laughs> I have a lot of those swimmers. This is great material because they can't bite it. Yeah. <laughs> so great. sometimes that's that's really good. And sometimes if I don't have this kind of device handy, oh, yeah. I just use a creative. regular noodle and I make it myself and I put it around the swimmer and maybe I put a dive ring at the end or goggles or a scrunchie for my hair yeah. and I tie the end. So that's great. That's a great idea to do. And this comes off, which right. is super great too. So kids, maybe they're gonna put their hands through this if they don't wanna hold a kickboard. Maybe they're gonna hold it like this because it's smaller to hold on to, to do some kicking on their back. Yeah. So multiple Lots, uses. Yeah. Plus they're fun, here I go. <laughs> um, similar to that idea she was saying of tying a noodle together is probably some of you have been seeing it's called a swim trainer or it's called a torpedo and you can get these in all a lot of the different companies the one thing is sometimes with the heavier kids and with the kids in free swim throwing them around they yeah. can break a little bit but this is also super nice you may not think about it but super nice to teach going on your back because when you go on your back it has their head kind of in between this triangle and you'll find that some kids love that and also their body lays into the net. So it can be a great strategy and technique to get kids to get more comfortable on their back. I love it. And then we have all different size noodles because yeah. they all have different amounts of buoyancy, right? So a thinner noodle is less buoyant and easier to balance on. A thicker noodle 
is more buoyant and a little more challenging to balance on. And a square noodle is a little more stable. Yeah. So, so play around with the noodles and see the reaction in the swimmers that you're working with. And some of the higher level swimmers, they like to stand on it. They like That's to right. sit on it like a swing, play some fun games with it, fish with it. And now this piece of equipment, uh, a, wa a wow noodle, I call it a lit fluid noodle. Yeah. There's different I mean, different you can buy brands. them at Costco and they're called fluid noodles. They're $20, but you can find them online as well. And they're great because they're so squishy yeah. and buoyant and the kids love just snuggling into mm -hmm. them. And you can Especially use them the in... anxious kids. The yeah. anxious kids find comfort in squeezing and holding and being in that flexed position. And a lot of the kids with more physical impairments love laying on their back with this tucked under each arm and they yeah. get some independent backstroke. Yeah, I love that. So I think that brings us to this very cool kickboard that you brought that I didn't even understand what was on here until you just told me. This is a great idea. Well, different um, students have different communication devices, right? And there's one out there called the POD, P-O-D-D. -D. And for that communication device, it's a whole book. See, there's um, PEX pictures, which we're gonna also talk about. That's a picture exchange communication system. That's more of this is the order of activities we're gonna do. It's not really a conversation piece. You know, it's more of like structuring what's gonna happen. Whereas this communication system, the pod, this young swimmer is familiar with when he's out of the pool. So we have the pictures that relate to swimming laminated and put on a kickboard so we can still communicate and have back and forth conversations. So this is actually swim. right off of his device. This right is off his of page. his device, the so page good. is printed. He can tell me, I see, um, I see, you know, a wet towel. I see the pool. I see I want to swim. I'm done. Leave me alone. I mean, it's real. before the meltdown happens, he can actually have a conversation with me. And, and if you're interested in printing off some of the pictures, you can go to swimangelfish.com and we'll have the link available. Yeah. And you can, we don't have to recreate it. You can yeah. just print it. It's our, our gift to helping get more education and resources for special needs adaptive And swimming. Cindy, I just stick them right on the kickboard. Yeah, me too. So when the kickboard is wet and we laminate this well, you don't even need the Velcro. I yeah. just stick it right on the kickboard and it's great. Yeah, the other day I took the rescue tube, which is something oh, you should definitely better. use. The rescue tube should be included in your equipment and helping familiarize, mm -hmm. right? Some of you are probably doing that. Some of you maybe not have thought about it yet, but touching it, squeezing it, using it in a swim lesson. But I took the pictures and I put five of them on the rescue tube. That's great. And I thought, wow, this is a great way to incorporate them, becoming familiar with the rescue tube mm -hmm. by putting my pictures on it. So I think that I would like to talk about the different kinds of flippers, zoomers, and our, and our new piece of equipment that we like a lot. So regular flippers, fantastic. Use them to increase the propulsion, especially some of these swimmers are weaker and maybe they can't keep up in a typical learn to swim class. You might want to modify or adapt by allowing them to use some flippers. The zoomers are a little shorter. Many of you use them for swim teams and drills. And then you want to talk about this other new booster that we like so much? Well, take a look at this flipper for a minute. And do you see how the, the toes come out on top of the flipper? This is called a booster. And you see how the toes come out on the bottom of the flipper? It's to promote more of a horizontal body position in the water. Also, it's a shorter lever arm, and it really helps to get the kids more horizontal yeah. in the water. I also love that Finney is so flexible with their sizes. I mean, this is probably one of the only companies I can find those really tiny flippers that oh, fit. Yeah. The Even little purple little, ones. Little three-year-olds. Yeah. And these are, these are great also, special needs adaptive swim, 
because a lot of the kids walk on their toes. Mm -hmm. So give them an opportunity yeah. to move their foot in plantar dorsiflexion. They may leave the pool not walking up on their toes. So now let's just go to a couple extra little toys we have. I think these are called water treads, and they're different kind of stickers that go on the pool. They can be very motivating. You can use them for making games. You can use them for a reward, and they sink to the bottom. Yeah. Love them. Sometimes you might need something for excessive drinking. Mm -hmm. So you might have to find different kind of whistles or something to bite on or have the parents bring something from home. Yeah, there's even, something, even actually, something simple. And there's something just to look at called Chulery, and yep. you can go on the website it's actually chew, but then like jewelry, jewelry. Yeah. And it's very tight, um, very, very rugged, like firm. Approved for chewing. Plastic. And they wear it like a necklace or a bracelet so that it's an appropriate way for them to get that input. Well, would you like to speak about goggles? I, I personally am so surprised at all the different kinds of goggles mm -hmm. that are out there and that little tiny sensitivities that some of the kids have between two different types. They might do amazing with a Speedo goggle, and then a few weeks later, I have to use Aquasphere. It's a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And somebody else might like to have a Froggles. It's, it's really important to have multiple types of yeah. goggles. And what I like about the Froggles strap is it comes off and it can go on any goggle. I think it's a little tricky to first find the size that's right for your swimmer, but once you find the size that's right, you could then, it can grow with them and you can attach it to any goggle that they like. And I like this because there's no hair pulling with it. It's really easy yeah. to just slide it right on. But be, be aware, you might think somebody doesn't like goggles, but in reality, it's that you need to try to find an array of sizes and shapes mm -hmm. for somebody that has some sensory sensitivity on their face. And practice. Practice wearing goggles in the bathtub. Have the parents work it into a routine that's comfortable because some kids can't tolerate that on their face. And try to avoid the masks with the nose covering and all of that if you can. You might have to use it and then grade to goggles. You never want to wear goggles all the time because yeah. you need to know what it's like to go under without them. Yeah, and the masks are a huge drowning risk. So we really do want to promote understanding how to hold your breath and control your breath. Then we love these little wrist weights. They're from Sprint Aquatics. They come in different sizes. These are half pound wrist weights and we use them on our swimmer's wrists. We use them on our, sw our swimmer's ankles. They even come in a, in a pound and a pound and a half, but they're great for grounding and heavy work if someone's fearful. They're great if somebody has a lot of energy and seeking sensory input and you want to have them swim with more resistance. We use them all the time. And this is a, you can get them from Sprint, but you can also get them from Aqua Gear. And you want to use them and then take them off. Definitely. So you always use something for a purpose and then take it off and teach in your typical swim skill benchmarks. I'm sure many people use mirrors. Yeah. So just be aware of different sizes, shapes, and the motivation. You can put a mirror on the bottom of your pool. You can use them to go on your back. You can make faces to be in prone on the steps. But, to, but make sure that you're incorporating something that involves using a mirror. You can even sometimes find things at Walmart and Target in the bathtub section. I mean, that's the whole point of this webinar right now is to open your mind up to being creative, to using traditional equipment, maybe in different ways, and maybe just finding new equipment that you like, and maybe we can create a community of sharing our ideas. If you follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel, we would like to just get you thinking and opening up your mind of how we can use different equipment with Adaptive Swim. It's actually interesting because if you choose to get certified as a Swim Whisperer, we actually have a private page 
private That's swim right. whisper page with almost 200 people right now on it and the content ideas that they share is fantastic instead of using weights you can't afford the weights you don't don't have a budget for them how about a pair of canvas tennis shoes or heavy cotton socks that's right so Great thank ideas. you so much for watching we hope you enjoyed it we just want to let you know that we're not sponsored by any of these products or have any monetary connection with them. We just want to share with you what's working for us and open your mind to being creative with what we've discovered.